Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome once again to a very special Squared Circle edition of the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. That's right, welcome once again to the Party of One WrestleMania Spectacular. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by Jonathan Sims for a game of Big Fight Feel set in the MacGuffin & Co. micro setting of Primetime Coliseum. Let's break all that down just one piece at a time, shall we? Johnny is one half of MacGuffin & Co., a narrative tabletop game company alongside Sasha Sienna. MacGuffin & Co. is currently kickstarting Odd Jobs, a collection of odd job-based micro-settings. Micro-settings are, Johnny explains a little better in the episode, but pre-written, sketched-out settings for short-form, three-to-four-session uh, runs in your favorite tabletop role-playing game. They are completely system-neutral, but they come with characters, locations, threats, and secrets. They cover a wide range of things from psychedelic steampunk train heists to Atlantis City, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a, an undersea casino in the great sunken city of Atlantis, to the setting that we're playing in today, Primetime Coliseum. Primetime Coliseum is a micro setting that is uh, directly chasing after my heart. It is uh, reading directly from the Kickstarter. Blood on the sand, the roar of the crowd, honor and glory, all these could be yours. Except that the Crimson Centurion is supposed to chop your head off in the next match. Uncle Gaius says your rivalry needs some more heat, so he scripted a brutal beheading. Ugh, reviving from decapitation is the worst. When you signed up to be a gladiator, this wasn't quite what you imagined, but you haven't given up your dreams just yet. One of these days, you'll hit the big time. It is pro wrestling gladiators, and I could not be more excited. I loved reading Primetime Coliseum. It is so much fun. It is such a good setting, and it kind of embodies the absolute best of what Odd Jobs has to offer in terms of these bright, beautiful, odd, colorful worlds that, like, are perfect to just kind of hop into. Odd Jobs is currently on Kickstarter. They've already funded. They've already started hitting stretch goals. Uh, but I do want you to go and back the game and get your copy of it because I want you... Uh, to not only get the core book, but to get all of the cool stretch goal books, including uh, Atlantis City material written by friend of the show, Brandon Leon Gambetta. The book rules, and I cannot wait for you to experience it. You can find more information about the Odd Jobs Kickstarter in the show notes. The game that we're playing is Big Fight Feel by me. We've played it on the show before. It is a game about legendary pro wrestling rivalries, about that moment after a big match has started when the crowd goes silent and it's just the face and the heel staring at each other and it feels like time stands still. It is uh, a series of interesting questions. It is a game based on In the Air Tonight by Austin Ramsey. It is a game that I love and I was so beyond excited. I was over the moon at the idea of using this particular game to explore the world of Primetime Coliseum and I could not be happier with the way the episode shook out. You can buy a copy of Big Fight Feel at jeffstormer.itch.io or you can check the show notes for information. But honestly, if you're going to pick between the two, I'd rather you go back to the Kickstarter because that has a time limit and Big Fight Feel is always here. It's kind of a done product. Now, before we dive in, as this is our traditional wrestling episode, I do have one quick announcement that I want to make and that is... Coming soon to the Party of One Podcast podcast feed, a once-in-a-lifetime actual play wrestling event. 30 competitors from across the six-year history of Party of One, squaring off in one massive battle royale for a once-in-a-lifetime shot at the Party of One World Championship, which is in fact a very real thing that Riley Hopkins had commissioned for me, and I love it a whole lot. That's right, wrestling fans, get ready. For the Party of One, 30 for 300 Royal Rumble. Party of One, episode 300. Stay tuned. And with that, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me.
Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am so, so beyond excited to be sitting down with Jonathan Sims. Johnny, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. I am very excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I cannot wait. I've been, I've legitimately, I've been waiting to say this on mic. I've been looking forward to this game in this setting for, when did we start talking about this? Like two, three weeks ago? Like Like, a little while ago. I remember when you, um, yeah, no, I remember when you like put forward Big Fight Feel uh, Mm -hmm. for this and I was reading the game and I was like, Oh no! This is this is this is this is the system. This is you know. I know we say, oh, these are all setting system agnostic. You can you can play them or whatever whatever. Mm-mm. No, this is the system. I'm so excited about. It. I I literally like because you sent me over. So we'll talk about what we're doing in a minute. But just to continue gushing for for my own sake, uh, you sent me over the list of pitches of like one sentence pitches of all the settings, and I was like, I was like, okay, that one's cool. That one's cool. That's big fight feel. Other one, and then I'm like reading that. I'm like, yep. and I just kept. I'm walking up to my wife, and I was like, this is what I think we're gonna do with this. Game. Game, and it's going to be great um so speaking of micro settings and the things that we're doing why don't you take a moment oh, to I, let the lovely listeners did, did i home. mention micro settings yeah um so that, yeah <laughs> uh so uh myself and sasha sienna we run a company called mcguffin and co and one of the things that we've been putting out over the last year are micro settings the idea behind this being that most rpgs either go with um the idea that oh here's a huge expansive setting mm-hmm. that's going to take you like a year two years to run through this mega campaign that takes you all over this world or it's just like a one shot that's like let's have a really cool intense one shot like mm-hmm. and then you know burn the setting burn the characters we're done and micro settings are kind of intended to be smaller more like manageable campaigns that are like three to four sessions that can be extended with little adventure seeds and they just give us a chance to take a sort of a dive into somewhere that's a bit weirder than you mm-hmm. could really get away with with like a full setting. Uh, I think the comparison I always use is if you think of like Discworld as the setting, uh, like the witches or the Nightwatch are micro settings. They're sure, like, 100%. here's who you are within this strange world. And because you can, because we can be much more specific about who the characters are going to be, we can go like stranger places with yeah, 100%. Uh, what the settings actually are. Um, and we are currently kickstarting a collection uh, of our first 10 micro settings, plus one or two bonuses if the stretch goals are met, um, which we are incredibly excited about. The collection's called Odd Jobs uh, because it turns out they're all about just you being in weird professions. <laughs> uh, you sent me over the full list of the Odd Jobs micro settings when we were planning this, and I, I cannot tell you how quickly I fell in love with the settings and the concepts. Even just boiled down into a single sentence, I was reading them and I was like, well, yeah, that rules. That like I got it. I want, I want to. And then like you sent me over a few of them in full and I'm going to this is my opportunity to since we're not playing it today, I want to rave about one of the other settings. Uh, Atlantis City, an undersea oh, casino. Yeah. I, I cannot tell. I I told you this over email, but like. I grew up in South Jersey, not far from Atlantic City, and my wife grew up in North uh, Northern New Jersey, and like we're both like we've it's just it, it it hit on a lot of things that we were both just like this is this feels right this feels this feels and it it filled me with such joy reading it. It's not the one we ended up going with, which we'll talk about in just a second, but it filled me with such joy that I needed I needed it shouted out. <laughs> I'm so glad to to hear that as well because. Uh, obviously, um, well, I say obviously, but like myself and Sasha have never actually had the chance to go to Atlantic City. So this is very much sort of uh, drawn off a lot of Osmosed pop culture and uh, Boardwalk Empire. 
Um, uh, we're like, this is this is probably this is probably what it would be like if it was also magic and under the water. <laughs> it's it feels there are so many little details in that setting that like I stopped reading and ran out to Jen and was like, hey Jen, the the, the currency's clams, and I was like, I, and then I ran back and she's like, oh god damn it, <laughs> it was good. Um, but that's not the setting we're playing in today. Today we no. are playing in prime time Coliseum. Which, if you if you if you know anything about this podcast, if you know anything about me as a person, that name alone should be should tell you how excited I am. But Johnny, tell us a little bit. Give us give us the uh, give us the elevator pitch, the flyover pitch for what we're doing today with Primetime Coliseum. So uh, it's ancient Rome, but mm-hmm. there's magic and monsters, uh, and it's a bit more fantastical than normal. But that's not really what we're dealing with. What we're dealing with is gladiators. Uh, now, obviously, you know, no one officially would say that gladiator fights are scripted, um, but, you know, like, you get rivalries, mm-hmm. you know, the Crimson Centurion versus Queen, Queen Stabica, you know, it gets a lot of, gets a lot of heat, um, and yeah, it's, it's basically, uh, it's basically Roman gladiator pro wrestling, um, it, but you, with... You sold. You got me. And, you know, there's, there's like... The, the idea being that there are magical healing and revival potions, but they're quite expensive. So, you know, your he- your, your lethal matches tend to be your headliners. Sure. Um, and you've got, you know, all sorts of weird gimmick matches where, like, oh, they're sending five gladiators up against a, a manticore or something like that. Um, and, yeah, so it's all set. You are a mid-tier ludus or gladiator school. Uh, that unexpectedly hits the big time uh, at the Circus Maximus, um, and it's kind of halfway between a pro, and the core campaign is kind of halfway between a pro wrestling story and a sports movie. You know, you're all sort of young jock types trying to deal with fame uh, while also uh, managing the weird expectations of your Roman family. There's so like the, it is. It is. I frankly. I frankly don't appreciate the level of like specific Jeff Stormer hooks that you have put into one <laughs> micro setting because I was reading because like you gave me the pitch of like roaming gladiators and pro wrestling and I was like all right well I, I don't appreciate I feel called out right now and then I started reading and like <laughs> the sports movie angle came through and I was like I super don't appreciate this this feels this is a direct attack against me and what I and what I believe as a person uh I'm so excited this is gonna be very good. Uh, so to play in Primetime Coliseum today, we are playing Big Fight Feel, which we've played before on the show. It is an RPG of marquee matches and longtime rivalries. It is, uh, I'm just going to read the intro text because I think it does a good job of telling what the story is, and then we'll talk about the mechanics, and then we'll do our world building and we'll dive in. At last, this has come down to this. Two wrestlers in the middle of the ring. The referee rings the bell. For a moment, the crowd goes silent as the two competitors face each other, taking in the moment. Tonight, your rivalry ends. All of the history, the heartbreak, and the hatred comes to a head right now. There will be blood, there will be violence, and at the end of this, there will be a winner and a loser. But before then, there is silence. This is an RPG for two players, and together we will capture a moment in time, exploring the history and tension in the air at the start of a legendary fight between longtime rivals. One of us will play the face, the hero, the beloved, the technico. The crowd loves you, they shower you in cheers when you enter the ring, and they want nothing more than to see you win. And the other will play the heel, the villain, the monster, the Rudo. The crowd despises you. Booze and trash rain down as you enter. If you win tonight, there might well be a goddamn riot in the streets. Okay. 
All right. Very excited. So the first question is which of us wants which of us should play the face and which of us should play the heel. Ooh. I don't know. I'm in a I'm in a bit of a heel mood. I don't know. What are your feelings? I, I think I played the heel last time I played Big Fight Feel, so that feels good. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Um, Plus I've got a I mean, I've got a British accent and um I, I believe a lot of your audience are American, so that'll that'll map to uh to their the, to their vocal associations. Every, every gladiator movie I've ever seen casts you as the villain, so that yeah. tracks. <laughs> good. Um yeah, so basically what's gonna happen in the game is we've got a list of sixteen questions, half of which are marked for the face and half of which are marked for the heel. Uh, we will go through these questions in any order. Uh, we will answer them and they will tell us the, the, the backstage and the, the screen, or in this case, uh, in the, in the, in the pit story of this, uh, of this rivalry that we have, we will fill out like what has happened to bring us to this moment. And then once we've done that, we have three final questions to tell us what actually happens in the match, which is kind of the least important part of the game. But is a thing about the, about Big Fight Field that I love a lot is that is that it's not about the actual what happens in the actual fight. It's about what it like that moment right after the fight has started yeah. to make something big and beautiful. OK, so uh, I usually I'm going to ask you. Mm hmm. So I assume we're uh, so I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the document here. Uh, so if it says face, uh, I would ask you the question. Yes, and then I would give the answer, and then likewise, uh, perfect. Uh, I will, uh, and then we'll kind of go through and answer them. So, uh, would you like to answer a question first, or ask a question first? Uh, I'll answer a question first, I think. Okay. So the first question that I'm going to ask you, I want to ask you. I usually see now. I usually save this. Hmm, I think I'm going to say I usually save the question of what is your gimmick and what are you fighting for till closer to the end when we have a clearer idea. I'm fighting the urge to ask that very early to like immediately ground us in some of the more fantastical elements. But I think what I'm going to ask instead mm -hmm. is what is your greatest strength? Because I think that gets at a similar thing while giving us some some space to like throw out ideas and build on things. Okay, so. Right. My greatest strength. Is probably. My voice. Mm. Um, so. My gladiator has this huge, at once both commanding and sneering uh, voice that, like, rings out throughout the Colosseum. Um, and they generally have, uh, they'll, they'll generally make it so that it's a little bit magically amplified. Mm -hmm. But my voice, like, really carries with that amplification and the crowd absolutely hates it. I, I get the visual, like the, the, the visual that I get is like that magical amplification is like partially so people can hear it in the stands, but even more so than that, there's this effect that carries with it where it just like crawls down your spot. Like Absolutely. you just hear it and it just, it just, you, you tense up, it, it nails on a chalkboard, like gets you angry, which like, you know, I mean, granted, granted, we are we are scripting the results of this fight. So like backstage, it's not going to matter. But like but like in the reality of the fight that we're presenting, there's a, there's a magical element to that of like of like your 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 voice is physically like discomforting and putting off yeah. guard like that's that's fuck. That's really cool. That is extremely good. <laughs> Okay, so I have to ask you a question uh, marked with uh, 
marked with face. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm going to ask it. I I'm, I'm going to sub. Uh, I'm going to give in to the temptation that you resisted. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask, what is your gimmick, and what are you fighting for tonight? My gimmick is, I'm Icarus Junior. I am Brilliant. This, uh, my gimmick is that I am the son of Icarus. I am fighting to restore the glory of my family name. I have these beautiful, they're not wax wings, they're these beautiful metal, like, kind of like gadget, punky, like, that sort of, uh, that sort of, like, techy, uh, like, Magitech style, uh, like, tech wings that you would see in, like, a Roman fantasy. Absolutely. Like, aesthetic. And they're these big, be- these big wings that I wear on this harness, a little bit, like, Hawkman-esque. Absolutely. Do they... I, I like they start the fight furled and then at yeah. like a key moment they'll just like when you're when you're down for the first time they just spring out and then they like I sw- like they swoop and I jump to my feet like it's a it it it's the centerpiece of my performance is like Absolutely. and what I am fighting for is I am fighting to my family name the name of my father will forever be marked with uh will forever be marked with like flying too close to the sun with hubris. I am going to redeem that because I am going to achieve what my father never could, whether it means literally flying to the sun or simply becoming the greatest warrior that the that the gladiator pits have ever seen. Fantastic. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. So so following up on that, what do, what do I have that you want more than anything? Oh, I think uh, I think I'm going to go super personal with this. Mm hmm. So I think that we are actually, we're actually from different Ludices. Uh, mm. These two characters are not characters that generally face off. But, uh, so like, I will have been uh, adopted by uh, uh, the Helvinia family, and I'm mm-hmm. part of the Helvinia Harpies, like uh, a local Ludus. Uh, but my, I think that my birth father actually supports your Ludus and follows you and you are there you are his favorite gladiator I don't even know if, if he knows that I that I actually perform but I know and you have just this you have you have a fan in my father which I don't have I I I love that like we see we see your father in the ring yeah cheering for you the, it's 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 a piece of merchandise that people will buy is like these like little like not like uh like like little leather wing sets that they oh, will wear absolutely and, or it's or even 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 goofier it's like it's like a little hat that you put on and it's got oh, the a wings on wings. it <laughs> and you just wear it and we see your, we see your dad wearing the wing hat <laughs> that's fantastic oh, that's beautiful i love that so much all right give me a question okay um why is tonight the only night this match can happen? Tonight is the only night that this match can happen because the ludus that you're a part of, or the ludus that one of us is a part of, I don't, I'm, I, I, I'm not certain which it is. I think it must. I think, I think I lean it towards yours because, well, but then again, your father. So, so the answer is, and then I, I think that I, I want to ask both of us what we think. Sure, is that one of our Ludi, one of our Ludi is like leaving is like not like leaving, like not like dissolving or anything, but is like a traveling is like a traveling circus type feel. Uh, or it might be that while the like 
yeah, like the the stables being like bought by some investor in Pompeii that's moving oh, all yeah. the 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 stable of gladiators been you know they've all been uh, some deals being worked out with the families and they're all shifting down to Pompeii to try and like build up the gladiator scene there. I think and probably there's think a, prob- there's a real hotbed of potential in in Pompeii is really what it is. Absolutely, and I think I think it's probably yeah I think it is probably my Ludus that's uh, that's leaving. This is like this is why it's such a big crossover mm-hmm. um, crossover uh, series of gladiator trials uh, because it's very much it's it's the goodbye to Rome for the Helvinia harpies, and that gives me a little detail. That gives me a detail that like isn't necessarily on the the questions, but is just the detail that I want to throw out because it's good. Is like. If if this is the if this is the last chance for this to happen and like my whole thing is like I am a a, a chaser of of big glory and big triumphs and big trophies like this has to be something that I was angling for probably like probably on stage and backstage for a very long time right yeah. like this match was one that I was like fighting for, like because this is this is my shot right like if I don't take if I don't take this now. Whether it's because I haven't been able to beat you before, or just we haven't had this match before, it might be. I, I feel like if I'm if I'm like the headline heel mm-hmm. uh, for for the the for for my Ludus, and uh, like our Ludus, like one of the reasons we're going is we're actually the slightly bigger one. We're we're slightly more successful, yeah. which is why uh, we're being transferred down there. So um, yeah, this is this is you are very much like this for you. This is. This is that shot at a proper headline match. Like, yeah. if this goes well, then you are like your top of the lists for um, uh, for your Ludus. Like from here on out, I love it. I love it so much. Okay, I think it's your question. I think it is, and I'm gonna say uh, another ooh, another good question along these lines to keep this kind of line of conversation yep, yep. happening. Is what is significant about the venue where this fight is happening? Uh, I mean. It's the Circus Maximus, mm-hmm. you know. It's uh, oh, what's sorry that the Emperor's own Murdatorium, Stab Central yeah. Station. I'm just dropping those in there because uh, we, we we wrote them and I really liked them. They're, they're good phrases, and I'm glad they are. Um, yeah. So like it, it's the Circus Maximus, um, and oh yeah. So the the Emperor is here. He oh, wasn't yeah. actually expected to be turning up uh, for this for this trial, um, but they have like his his box is always kept yeah for sure kept for him, uh, and and he has made a surprise appearance. Um, he made a surprise appearance in the sort of the big melee uh, about sort of twenty minutes before, mm-hmm. which got much bloodier than was expected because yeah. of this. Uh, and we are like we are the first like we we're, we're the headline match coming up for him. The 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 visual. So if we're just if we're throwing things in because we like them and they make us happy, I have to throw in the visual of the the emperor entering half like halfway through the show, right before the main event. All you see is a chariot roll up and then like sandals, and then everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, no, the 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 camera never actually shows you the emperor's face. Just peak, peak the peak. The commissioner is here, like peak wrestling. Like it's just like, like all you see is the chariot pull up, and then absolutely, oh. like there's a shot of like, uh, of like golden laurels on like a cushion that yeah. like a hand picks up as it walks past. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, yeah. Oh, and I, I, I think that like 
It's it's yeah, it's that this is like this is Circus Maximus. This is this is the this is the emperor's own murdatorium. And this is what that represents is if you are leaving for Pompeii and you're kind of the larger ludus is that like for the ludus that that is staying here, like this is this could be huge. This could be huge. And this kind of has to be our home, right? Like we yeah. We need we need this to go well because like you've got prospects outside of this match you've got uh you've got uh, a whole world outside of this you we need we need to to stake our claim here or else like this could be the end of us yeah like if if this like if this goes well you're set if it goes yeah. badly you're small time forever right. I love that. That's very, very good. Okay, well, I'm going to follow up uh, then because it feels like a natural follow-up question. What does the heel have more th- that you want more than anything? What do you have that I want more than anything? I think what I what I want that you have is if if I so le- so leaning hard on the last question and also the the, the father angle. You have like. You have the emperor's favor, right? Like, like, like this is, and and that means that the Circus Maximus is like this is your house. So, in a, in a manner of speaking, you have Circus Maximus to the point where like your Ludus, like the people that run your Ludus, the people that made this deal, they were able to kind of be like, yeah, we can send we can send off the we can send off the harpies to wherever we want them to go, right? Yeah. Like they like they have staying power. If we ever if it doesn't work out in Pompeii, if Pompeii goes up in smoke, then like we for some um, reason who could say why? <laughs> I, I the second you said Pompeii, the the pun started formulating <laughs> oh, in yeah. my head. Um, if 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 that if Pompeii doesn't work out, we can always just bring them back. They can just come back and like have their big triumph and come back. I mean, what what can I say? I hear Pompeii is gonna be gonna like. I hear Pompeii is really really hot right now. It's the you know the you, I think that the har- the arrival of the harpies is might make Pompeii blow up. I think yeah, it oh, really it's, might. It's be gonna be thing. it's gonna be earth shattering. <laughs> all right, we look. We could be here all day. <laughs> um, Can't wait for our explosive debut. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh! Uh, all right. Well, that's what we're look. here for emotions and dad jokes. <laughs> that's what we're here. That's 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 the brand. Frankly, that's that's where the magic happens. Um, yeah. So what you have is quite literally like you have this, right? You have you have the emperor. You have Circus Maximus. You know, if it, you're gonna go and you're gonna go and you're gonna be super famous somewhere else, I feel like I'm probably just this pop culture like because i'm a heel so i'm like a kind of a pop culture hate figure mm-hmm. like you know i'm i'm like lex luther or the joker yeah. like sort yeah, of yeah. level um like everyone knows and kind of and kind of loves to hate this like this character mm-hmm. uh including the emperor like i feel like oh yes uh, uh sorry I've, I've just figured out exactly what the gimmick is uh um, good because that's gonna be my next question <laughs> yeah brilliant well I'll, in which case i'll wait i'll wait for it um god yeah that's that's perfect i love that so which which brings me you you just mentioned it so i want to throw the question to you what is your gimmick and what are you fighting for tonight so i am the bloody druid um which is like like a very very like broad stereotype of a brit of like of a of a britannia um druid so Mm -hmm. like obsessed with death and mud and uh like you know, I probably, I probably take, uh, take like a rabbit in and like 
read the entrails in a really just gross out way right up top which plays into all of rome's uh like stereotypes about what britons are like and then, uh, and then backstage the detail i'm throwing out is backstage like the healer heals oh, yeah. up the rabbit and like you two just have a great working relationship oh yeah no absolutely like you know i, th- I think i think probably um he keeps a small stash of revival potions for the rabbit uh, and honestly he, the rabbit's a real pro <laughs> yeah like you know marcus he, he's like every time um he, like it, it's just a really good like went through a couple of uh like there was a there was a like a crow that um that the bloody druid used for a while but like there just was no real chemistry there yeah but marcus the rabbit it's it's been a few years now uh and it's just it's just a really a really comfortable comfortable performing relationship <laughs> um and yeah so like uh, the bloody druid is is very much like like the emperor has used has used him in like speeches. Um, so there's there's a lot of like weird stereotyping going on there. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's it's all and he like he I think I probably have some like there's probably a lot of like earth based stuff. Like I've got some low key magic going on, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is officially of course outlawed in the ring. Uh, but as a heel, you can Dude, never know. Right. You you can you can never know what sort of weird thing the that the bloody druid is going to get up to. I love it. That's very very good, and th- that feels like such a natural. It feels like our showdown was such a natural thing, right? Like the yeah. second that they kind of like planned this crossover, that like like that like putting us together as as sort of the the eager to prove himself big sort of like. For lack of a better way to put it, like the monster hunter against the bloody druid, absolutely, feels like, it's like the- just the sort of the, like I'll I'll definitely have of like grown and like I'm probably only about like mid twenties, so it's taken mm-hmm. me a long time to grow a big matted beard. Yeah, um, but yeah, so you're very like clean and shiny with these metal wings, and I'm sort of mud caked uh, in what like what my scriptor assumes a druidic robe looks like. Um, which is basically a toga, but a bit grubby. <laughs> well, I, love, I love it. Um, all right. So give me my, give me our, give me my next question. Okay. Um, let's just, uh, let's keep going with building out our characters. What's your greatest strength? My greatest strength is, my greatest strength is, um, I, it's a, it's a, it's a regularly occurring plot point of like um it is the natural extension of being of like being an Icarus riff is that like I don't stay down it's it's less so that I am like big and big and and strong it's it's like peak the way that I would describe it is the gladiator equivalent of like peak uh like shown in anime protagonist of like I will get beaten down oh, yeah, I will you, claw you to just, my feet <laughs> yeah absolutely like five times a match all the spectators like oh is he is he down is he yeah. down and then yeah and that's when the wings come out and they shoot me to my feet and like it is that is that is sort of the the signature icarus jr match is is uh is like is you think you think that he's it, like you think he's dead right you think that i have been murdered in the ring and then it's a swoop i'm on my feet and i'm ready to go for another round it is it's it is it's it's why i think the crowd has like has attached themselves to me yeah is that is that like the, it's that sense of of he's always going to get up and always going to keep fighting yeah absolutely oh that's great um 
I'm going to ask uh, on the on the opposite token, what is my hidden weakness? Um, I think your hidden weakness uh, is probably that you are uh, that you're very sort of gullible mm, uh, in okay. the sense that like you take pretty much everything at face value and the heels at your ludus are constantly like they know that a cheap way to generate some heat uh is to like just do a oh uh, sorry sidebar can we swear on this podcast yeah 100 percent. yeah just do a fucking oh look over there and uh icarus jr looks over and they like i know stab him a bit in the back and everyone's like oh no icarus don't fall for it again but it, he always does it's the fact that like to to veer to veer to bring to veer to bring real wrestling into this for a moment. The fact that I am Grumman Gladiator Sting and that people are constantly betraying me <laughs> is the most yes. delightful thing ever. Everyone's always like, if you want, if you want a face to turn heel, you pair them up with Icarus Junior and have them do a betrayal. It's great. I love it so much. I guess technically, I should say, I guess probably my name is Icarus Two, and it's Icarus II. Just oh, for Icarus II. Gla- yeah, absolutely. We can keep going with Icarus Jr., but Icarus 2 with the Roman numeral. Sorry, just, Icar- Icar- Icarus Jr. is... Is Icarus Jr. a video game character? Icarus Jr. might be a video... No, I think it's Kid Icarus. It's Kid Icarus. That's what I'm getting confused with. Icarus Icarus 2. Icarus 2 uh, is... I love... I love... There, it's... And like... Again, <laughs> Sorry, my brain just the- went Little Icarus. <laughs> Oh, I love it. But I don't think... I don't, I don't think you are... I don't think you are a Little Icarus. I think you're a... Like... I, I think you're a... I think you're probably significantly wider than the bloody druid. I think so. I, I've got, I've got the, I've got the gladiator physique, right? Like yeah, I look absolutely. like, I look like I belong in it. And and just the the fact that like I think crowds are constantly because like I think I'm put into a lot of like monster matches, right? Like yeah. on the on the sort of more theatrical side against people like the bloody druid, but also quite literally like you know here's a here's a koatl and they just fly yep. and the koatl and like but I'm constantly like against we've the guy with a heart poo. We've hired out the one dragon in Rome, yeah, uh, that just makes the rounds of all the of all the trials. And I'm constantly with a guy with a heart poo, and everybody's like, they're gonna stab him. They're gonna stab. They're gonna stab him right in the wings. <laughs> oh, there it is. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Makes me extremely. Sorry, happy. I've I've just I've just got like pantomime in my head of just just the whole crowd being like, no, he's behind you. No. Ah. Um. So my question for you: What did the what did uh? Oh no, sorry, that was my question for you. It's your turn to answer. Ask a question for me. Uh, no, I I think I asked you. What, oh yeah, no, sorry, that's because the face and the weakness questions are reversed. So you tell me what I'm what I'm what I'm weak at. Uh, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, let's uh, let's let's start at the top. What did you put on the line to make this match happen? <sighs> to make this match happen, I, I if I can't win this match, if I can't if I can't stop if I can't stop you in your tracks, if I can't defend circus maximus if i can't stop a monster i don't deserve to wear these wings you can have them like my my wings and my very identity are on the line this is Uh a this is a proper this is a proper everything on the line match of if i can't if i can't rise to this occasion if i truly have flown too close to the sun in challenging the bloody druid then i then 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 Everything that I have fought for in this ring is a sham. I am no different than my father before me. 
and I have to I have to take these wings off and melt them down into nothing. Grand. So yeah, you you've you've actually put your whole your whole gimmick, your whole character on the line. Yeah. So like if this if this yeah, if this 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 goes uh goes the wrong way for you, you're you're having to start at the bottom as as you know. I don't know. They'll put me in one of those uh like the big Roman like net ma or like the big Roman head masks that you wear, <laughs> and then they'll just be I'll just be the mask the masked gladiator. They'll just they're just gonna slap a mask on me and be like new gimmick. The gladiator new, new, in the iron mask, yeah. Yeah, exactly. New new it's a new guy. This could be anybody. Uh my question for you. What hmm. What are you willing to do tonight to protect what you have? Oh. I think what I am willing to do, at least what I believe I am willing to do, is to lose. Mm. Because I think that uh, I think that uh, Quintus, the the actual uh, who plays the bloody druid, fought very hard against losing in uh, his final match in the Circus Maximus. Mm. Uh, but the scripters were very, were very hard. Uh, were very like, no, it's like you're moving to Pompeii, and this is this is like this is going to earn us a lot of goodwill. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got to you, go out on your back, yeah, you got to go out on your back. And I th- and like Quintus is fundamentally at his core a professional, and I think and like he agreed with it. Though seeing his father in the stands is testing that. Yeah, for sure. And also the emperor's here, right? And like, the emperor, yeah. Everyone's everyone's here. Like he was he was willing to he was willing to go out on his back. Um but it's a lot there's a lot more eyes on it and a lot more important eyes on it than he thought he than he thought there would be. I love that. That's fantastic. Okay. Um I love that you took that question in in a, in a way that like I did not expect it having this is game designer Jeff for a moment. I super like that was that was not at all the direct like that and it, it perfect. It was it, it I'm I'm, I'm deli- game designer Jeff is sitting here absolutely on cloud nine at that answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm oh this is this is great. I'm I'm loving this. Okay, what did you have to give up to get where you are? Uh, what did I have to give up? Oh, I think I, I think I've got it. Um, I think I had to give up being a team player. I think is my answer. I think that like long term partial, this is like a half backstage, half on stage. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like I, I had to give up as, as a performer, I had to give up being like, or rather on screen. I gave that up by virtue of like, I'm constantly being betrayed, right? Any alliance that I'm, any alliance I have is only going to last so long because people see me and they think that they can they they can they can they can put me down, right? They see me as an opportunity to make their big claim at stardom. Yeah. And I think backstage so much of what the scripters have put into me is this sense of like you are the lone protagonist, right? Like you are the you are the you are the single star. You are a single star, you are a singles gladiator, like you you kind of stand alone. And so and I think like before I was Icarus 2, I was when I was just, you know, when I was just an ordinary wrestler or rather an ordinary gladiator, when I was just one of the one of the one of the people filling out the Earl, the, the sort of melees, I was probably in a, a faction. There was probably like a group of us, like a group of, of young gladiators that had formed a unit together. And when the scripters said, 
you're going on, you're going to become Icarus too. We have this character, we have these mechanical wings, like this is your shot. Like I took that shot, like I went for that. And and like, I never looked back and both on screen and off, it's been this sense of to get here, to be the, to be the, to be the hero of this story, like has meant that I've had to walk away from like all of the sort of professional connections that I've ever made both Quinn it is it is an unfortunate incidence of like life imitating art in that like Icarus you actually are, doesn't have those those connections. Yeah, like you like even within the Ludus when you're training, you're generally training on your own. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, I'm gonna ask Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask you, what did you do that can never be forgiven? Ooh. What did I do? that can never be forgiven uh, or, what did you do to me that can never oh, yeah. be forgiven um uh, i think that immediately before this match to set up for it you had uh like a you had a, a monster match you were facing down mm-hmm. uh, just a, a small chimera uh with uh like the one other wrestler that you who you were currently teamed up with uh, and who you'd been with for like I don't know, three or four trials now and I hadn't betrayed you. Um, and like there was getting some some real like there was some real energy uh in in your fans to like is t- is Kid Icarus like properly teaming up? Uh mm-hmm. and the start of this match was the bloody druid appearing uh in like a cloud of purple smoke and just slaughtering them. Just oh. like slitting the throat and um i think behind i think behind the scenes uh that like might be that that uh that gladiator was actually getting out of the game and this was this was them being written out Mm -hmm. but in ring uh like the bloody druid has now like killed the closest thing you ever had to an actual proper friend oh my god i think i think out of the ring uh i think quintus probably just blanked you I think, like, you probably came up before the trials mm-hmm. to, like, uh, and we were like, hey, I'm a, like, a, I'm a really big fan. I can't, can't wait to, like, have our match, like, really looking forward to, uh, to, like, to, like, really getting in there. And I think that uh, Quintus the Bloody Druid, knowing who you were, knowing, like, knowing that, that his dad is super into, in, into, like, you and your career and knowing that he was the bigger deal absolutely knew that the most that the harshest thing he could do was to just blank you and be like yeah i suppose oh you you big timed me i big timed you i can't believe you big timed me i big timed you i can't so believe hard. that that's so rude <laughs> i love it i'm so happy about and oh and it like especially considering that like you like you're you had gone through this whole thing in your head of like i'm gonna be okay losing it's yeah. that little tiny like holding on to your pride right Absolutely. like it's that it's that vibe of like of like i'm gonna i'm gonna give him the win like i just how i don't i don't i just don't have to be nice to him absolutely oh my god that's so good <sighs> all right it is your question okay um yeah, what is the heel's hidden weakness? What's what's the bloody druid's hidden weakness? Uh, the heel's hidden weakness. The bloody druid's hidden weakness is 
it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. It is it is mm. quite literally like if you can get past the magic, if you can if you can maneuver your way and it's hard, right? It's tough because like it's tough because like the magic is it's a it's forbidden and therefore like no one is coming into the fight with it. But yeah, it is think, it is that Yeah, the bloody the bloody druid definitely like is constantly like just slightly hexing the referee. Yeah. So the referee is like just kind of zoned out, and everyone's like, "No, stop! He's using magic. He's using magic. You gotta do this. This ref sucks." Yeah, I love that. I love, and it's that. But like, if you can get past that, if you can, if you can either either brute force your way past the magic, right? Like push through the magical barriers and the 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 vines around your ankles. If you can rip them out of the ground then like you can get in one good clean shot and take out the bloody druid or if you can simply like acclimate yourself in like a way that like okay cool the the ground underneath my feet is now shifting into some sort of quicksand i just have to like move lightly yeah. like there's there's kind of the two ways to go but like you have to address that magic and if but if you can there's not a real fight here like if yeah, you can I get also, past it i also think that like the bloody druids for like it's very gangly like mm-hmm. so there's there's the thing that he's he doesn't tend to like he's only got his like little like ritual knife uh or like you know I, yeah like i don't the 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 romans just assume that druids use a little a little ritual knife and it's very mm-hmm. sharp but it's quite small um but he is like he's very gangly and so like when you're slashing at him he's very good at like you know that that thing where like uh the the superhero is like trying to punch the supervillain mm-hmm. and the supervillain's just like not quite there. Yeah. Uh so I think I think he does that a lot as well. Like he doesn't do a lot of direct attacks. It's all just like attrition and like you know, I th- I think a lot of his a lot of his stuff is actually mundane uh like just mundane performance stuff, mm-hmm. but it comes across like the way he moves feels yeah. unnatural. Yeah, I love that. I I love that. And it's it's yeah, it's it's if you're if you're if you're good enough to get past that, you're fine. But yeah, like one solid hit will lay will lay the bloody druid out. But, but no uh, one is good getting, enough to get past it's that. It's getting that hit. That's great. What did I do to you? Okay, so the last question I'm gonna ask you is what did I do to you to force you to cross the point of no return? Uh this is like during the match. Like it's it's a it's a pretty like right up top. It's it's a pretty like it's a pretty classic bloody druid fight. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's the quicksand, there's the smoke, there's the like you think you've gotten that you've gotten that hit, but then the bloody druid's just not there. He's behind yeah. you, um, and like the first time you go down, the first time you go down, um, and the bloody druid's just like standing there looking menacing, uh, and everyone's like. Get up, Icarus, get up. Um, like you like the loudest voice calling for you to get up is my father. Mm. And you look and you like you point at him as if to say, like, <laughs> Yeah, we got this. And then you get up, and I think that and that just something snaps inside Quintus. Yep. Yes it does. <sighs> okay. Alright. And so after all of our questions have been answered uh, together, so these are these are questions that we answer together. We answer these three final questions. 
What moment will people remember long after the match ends? Who wins the match at the end of the night? And what comes next for both competitors? I think... I mean, the moment people remember, I think, is the Bloody Druid fully losing it. Yeah. And, like... Because, yeah, like, I don't think... I think that Quintus is quite quite well-trained in, like, the stage side of magic. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think at, at that point, he starts legitimately trying to use the magic to hurt you. Oh, I love that. It's And there's an energy to that that is, like, extremely cool of, like, it is, it's the energy of, like, and I think the crowd, like, reacts to it because the crowd sees and is like, oh, this is, oh, this, this is, is different. This is new. This is, yeah. Yeah, this is not, this is not what we, and, like. And I think, and there's like, there's an element of, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking and it's, it's tragic, but there's, yeah, there's that element of like, this now becomes like a real ass fight. And like, you know, you watch a, you watch a wrestling match and you watch a fight and they're very different things. Yeah. And like, I think eventually. Oh, what's, what's the, like, what's the worst, like, effect of the magic? What's the, like, the worst spell that the bloody druid tries to cast on you? Uh, the worst spell the bloody druid tries to cast is, um, I think it is, I think I am quite literally thrown into the air. Oh, like, like it is, it is the worst of like, it is the worst, like you want to be Icarus, go, go have fun in the sun. and, And you land and your wings just kind of shatter. Yeah, they they shatter they and are, they, they melt, right? Like it is full Icarus style. Oh like, no, yeah, there's something like part of it like is kind of melting bits of the wings onto your shoulders. And like and, these fights are like I mean, like they're real. Like you get stabbed, you get beheaded, yeah. and like you're 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 coming back. So like there's a certain sort of like there's a lot of pain that goes along with being a gladiator. But like I think this like this is something like new. This is Yeah. Yeah. And like and 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 at the same time, like you know, it being real means that like when this happens, it just the crowd probably like is terrified, but then it's just like eating it up. Yeah. Oh, they love it. And so, yeah, that's real. I love that. I adore that. I and I think, which brings us to kind of like who wins the match at the end of the night. Um, I think, I think Icarus does actually win it. I think I have to. I think, I think it he is, does. I think it, and it, it it's a, it's. It kind of, this kind of bleeds into the answer to the question for what comes next, but at least for Icarus, like this is a this is a, a career defining moment that he just does not talk about. Yeah, ah, uh, like you're on the ground, like that, like burned and like mm-hmm. properly messed up, and like the bloody druid is coming, like with with his knife, and he's going to finish you off. And like as he does so, like he hears his father, like being like, "No, Icarus, get up!" And like he just freezes. And gives that moment for Icarus to like get his sword and just and just just run through him like just him. one fine good stab and like it's just like it, there's not like the crowd erupts but like there's a yeah. like the crowd erupts but there's not the same kind of like celebration yeah. like normally in the ring when there's a victory like the victors like properly strutting around and like showing off especially if the emperor's there yeah but it's just it's just too like i'm just holding the sword in place and like the crowd is cheering around me but i'm just sitting there and i finally like 
I probably get up and, you know, you fall forward and the sword pushes even further through you and I just walk out. I don't even wait for the thumbs up, thumbs down moment. I'm just like, I'm like, he can have me killed for all I care. I'm walking out of here. And it's it is this kind of bleeds into, like I said, this bleeds into the, the next the final question, at least as far as Icarus goes. But like, I don't think Icarus talks about this in yeah. in the way that like, you know, you have interviews and, you know, people will ask about like, well, what did you think about this match? What was your thoughts on? And you give, you know, the interview answers. You talk about like, oh, I thought this, this and this. It was this was a scary moment. People are like, so what about your match against the Druid? It's like, I don't. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I think I think probably the scripters take this as a cue to like take kick it. Uh, take, I think the scripters probably take it as a cue to go in a slightly darker direction mm-hmm. with Icarus. Like there start to be maybe some questions about oh is is Icarus going to turn heel? Who knows? Um, and like you're you're a, you're a huge deal, and like you get some really interesting storylines mm-hmm. um, out of it. But so much of it is predicated on you, like, just, just, like, nodding and not talking about this legitimately very, yeah. like, horrendously traumatic match. And it's, it's the, 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 I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, cl- before, before we pivot over to talking about uh, the last question as far as Quintus goes, I have to posit a funny thing and a, and yeah. a pathos thing. The funny thing is that I think that, that. We had mentioned Sting earlier. I think I turned into Crow Sting, where it's a lot of like, <laughs> I appear standing somewhere and I'm pointing a sword at someone and then I yeah. walk off in silence and they're like, oh, oh, he's, oh, he's here. But um, yeah, and I love, I love so much that vibe of like, of like, this is, they, they're like, and it's almost out of necessity, right? They probably, yeah. you know, they might, they might try to be like, we're going to write like a classic Icarus thing. And Icarus is like, it just doesn't land anymore. Like they'll try it a couple of times, but like, like you have changed the, the, and the magic of it, the magical detail of it is like, there's always, it's not burns, but like, there's always like a gold, like the, oh yeah. Like the the, sort of, the pattern of like where the wings were burned is like always a golden sheen on like parts of my yeah, shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and the the fans like this. This fight is so like infamous that there's no way the fans like the fans just don't accept you coming back. Yeah. with your pristine wings as they were. Like the 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 prop guys have to. So the the prop department has to make it so that they're just a little bit more burnt, a little bit charred, a little bit. And and you see like. It's it's purely magic. It is the after effect of the magical spell. But yeah. like, I have wing tattoos on my shoulders, onto my onto my pecs a little bit of like the 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 remnants of where the metal melted and burned onto yeah. me is like has formed into these beautiful intricate wing tattoos. That like sort of even when that, I take off the wing pack, it's like they're just there. Yeah, and it's like it's super cool. But I think outside of your persona, like you always enjoyed being able to like shrug off the 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 costume and like just Mm -hmm. kind of go out and just be yourself but now like this this is like your in-ring persona is very much scorched into you yeah so what happens to what happens to the druid what happens to quintus after this match i mean i think from the outside doesn't look like he's particularly affected like i think like the harpies moved to pompeii like he continues to be the bloody druid i mean the bloody druid can be cut down as many times as you want like yeah, he always right, comes sure. back um 
but uh and like he he has a continues to have a very successful career for like a good few years yet but i think inside he's like he's gone like in terms of his love mm-hmm. for the performance and for That's so the tragic. industry like it, it's just like he is now all professionalism and just yeah the the heart has kind of gone out of him and i think gradually over the years like people start to tell start people start to be able to tell that like the bloody druid's just not bringing it anymore Mm -hmm. like you know his voice feels much more like a performance than it used to and like and he he doesn't go away like you know fundamentally the bloody druid's the bloody druid but like he's not headlining anymore he's a he's a part-timer he's a part-timer yeah and i there's a there's a there's a a a a scene that i want to close on there's a a good scene in my head like a heart kind of a little bit of a heartwarming bow to put on this Mm. of like i think years years down the road right like kind of toward like right at the end of the druid's career there's like a moment where it's 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 clearly in the druid's goodbye tour right like it's clearly at the end of his run They've booked, they've, they've, the scripters have put you in a match against like a, they've put you in a match against like a, like an ant, like a, like a walking, like a, like a killer tree and it's like lurching <laughs> oh, towards you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, which is like just a really tall guy, like just covered in twigs. Yeah. And they've, they put you in this match and like there's this moment and it's right at the end and everybody's like, well, this has got to be it. This has got to be when. This has got to be when, like, the druid, this is it. The druid summoned, the druid summoned this thing, and it's turned yeah, on yeah. him, and it's going to destroy him. And at, like, the peak of that, the 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 end is, like, full-on just, like, cut in half in one, like, epic giant swing. And everybody's, well, what happened? And Icarus is there, like, in the, like, there in the arena standing there and, like, offers, like, that handshake because I think the backstage moment is, like... They both yeah. fi- is like finally Icarus having been like having been in this spot for so long. Like Icarus was like, I gotta, I, I gotta make peace with this. Like what happened? Yeah. The two of us have to find a way to put. The, neither of us are going to be able to walk away from this career, from this life. Yeah, I until think we there figure is, out what happened. That I day. think there is that like kind of bittersweet like backstage moment of moment of peace. Like yeah, like eight ten years down the line, they'll they'll meet and like. Maybe they'll have an amphora of wine, and like mm-hmm. they won't really talk, but like there's there's a, a certain like acceptance that like they were both changed, yeah, pretty significantly by this match, and like I love it in ways neither of them neither of them wanted to be. I love it, and I, yeah, I love just them having that moment and then giving the fans that moment yeah. in, in the in the arena, like, and then that's kind of it, right? Like. And then, like, they go their separate ways. They never really cross yeah. paths again. Like, there are only ever two fights. Yeah. In which Icarus 2 and the Bloody Druid meet. And they're, and they're both, like, they're both, like, absolute just staples of, like, when you're talking about your all-time greatest gladiator matchups, like, oh, you can't, you, you can't not mention Icarus and the Bloody Druid. Yeah, and and the fact that you talk about them in that conversation with, like, you talk about them in that conversation despite the fact that they only had one proper yeah. match and then one like moment together. People are like, well, they only fought once, and then they're it's like 
go to the scrying pool. Go go to the magical pool of water. Yeah, go you're like, to the you know, like the Gallic Gore and the Crimson Centurion, like they were going at it for like ten years. Like what? Well, and you're telling me the bloody druid and Icarus like one match like is equal that and people just like, oh you weren't there. Yeah, you weren't there. Yeah. Uh, and that's game. That's a wrap. That's game. We did oh. it. I love it. Oh, that yeah. was a delight. That was a that was blast and a half. Thank you so really much. Really enjoyed that. Oh, there's a lot of a lot of like emotional like war in that. Yeah, right? Like I was I was reading through this question, I was like, oh yeah, that's gonna really like that's that's gonna gonna really like give a, a, a like a real strong um like, I was like, oh that's gonna be a real strong performance. And mm-hmm. then uh, and now I'm like, oh that was Oh, I felt that one. Good. Uh, that's the goal. Yeah, that's the guess. It's great. Thank, thank you so much for this. Was such a delight. I I loved I loved playing in the in primetime coliseum so much. And I loved using Big Fight Feel. Oh, what a what a good what a good time. Thank you again <sighs> so much for doing this. Um, real quick no before problem. we wrap up, where can people find you? You're working odd jobs online. Okay, so uh, MacGuffin and Company, uh, best places to find us are uh, MacGuffinandCompany.com, uh, uh, which is M-A-C-G-U-F-F-I-N. Um, like, you know, sorry, uh, like the narrative device of the MacGuffin. Um, and we're MacGuffin and Co. on Twitter. So if you follow us uh, in either of those places, you'll get uh, all our news. Uh, we have a Patreon where we um, periodically release uh, like micro settings as we create them, uh, and occasionally other like little bits and pieces. Uh, and actually, um, quite soon we're we're doing a, a, a 0.5 like uh, playtest release of a two-player dungeon crawler system called we call Pit Crawler, which I'm very excited about. But mainly, where you can find us at this exact moment, assuming you're listening to this you know when it's released uh, is on kickstarter um so it's kickstarter odd jobs uh two words and it is an anthology if you liked the sound of primetime coliseum uh then you will i hope even more like the idea of at least nine more like primetime coliseum not in the sense of being roman but in the sense of like just being weird and fun and uh, really hyper specific uh so go please go back it Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. This was an absolute delight. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap things up. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Johnny for coming on the show. That game was incredible. That game was everything that I wanted it to be. As a wrestling fan, as a storytelling fan, as the designer of the game that we played, it hit everything for me. And honestly, reading over the micro setting, it delivered everything that I wanted out of that particular setting. I could not be happier with it. Please go to Kickstarter and back your own copy of Odd Jobs. Get your own copy of Primetime Coliseum as well as Atlantis City featuring some additional writing by friend of the show, Brandon Leon Gambetta, as well as just a billion other really cool and interesting settings. Frankly, the thing is amazing. Also, be sure to follow Johnny on Twitter at Johnny Waistcoat. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Head to our Discord at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice review on iTunes or Podchaser or supporting the show financially at ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer or patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Another way you can support the show is by supporting the other podcast that I produce every week, All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the One Shot Podcast Network, in which every week my best friend, Eric Catano Saez, and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. 
Party of One is, as always, produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show for this episode comes from the song WrestleMania by the stars of WrestleMania. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming on the show as a guest or about press coverage or so, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I think until next time, that is all we do here. So thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.